Life is filled with unimaginable challenges that can break us down if we're unprepared and ill-equipped to deal with them. Join Steph on her mission to bring awareness and understanding to the struggles of dealing with a broken system as she provides a safe place and a voice to many who cannot or are afraid to speak up about the issues they face daily. Prepare to open your mind and be equipped to properly deal with the challenges life throws at you. This is the Unspoken World Podcast. Hey everybody, this is Steph. Welcome to today's episode. All right, today we are talking about being social. In my last episode, I touched upon race, disability, and minority. So today, I want to talk about being social while having a condition such as sensory processing disorder and autism and how it is portrayed in society. First of all, let's take it back to basic. So if you've never heard of what sensory processing disorder and autism are, well, SPD is a condition that affects uh, boys and girls and is when the brain has trouble receiving and responding to information that comes through the senses. So, for example, some children with a sensory processing disorder are oversensitive to things in their environment, like sound. And so some kids might have to wear headphones or something to block noises around them. So people, if you are outside and you come across a child who might be wearing headphones, she or he could have sensory processing disorder or even autism. Uh, my son, on the other hand, has a different type of issue. He has a problem with food, and this is another very, very typical characteristic. Now, some people will call this fussy eating, but I can assure you, my son is not a fussy eater. When we talk about sensory processing disorder, there isn't anything about being fussy. Eating less than 10 foods and struggling to try new foods is beyond fussy eating. Um, generally, eating a meal is a complex sensory experience consisting of foods with different tastes, different texture, and so on. A severe dislike of foods due to the texture or the smell or the taste can happen as the brain struggles to incorporate the different sensory messages regarding that particular taste, that particular smell, and so on. So that's the difficult part, and this is why some kids struggle with eating food. So again, before you call a child fussy, just double-check that they don't have sensory processing disorder or autism. And then uh, we do have uh, a lot more characteristics. A few of them are uh, being sensitive to certain type of clothing. Then we do have other kids that they cannot stand tags. And, you know, we do have a lot more characteristics. Then on the other hand, we have autism. Autism refers to a range of conditions that affects the child in different ways. 
it is a lifelong developmental disability that affects how people perceive the world. Autistic people see and perceive the world in a different way. Autism is not an illness or a disease. It is a spectrum condition and it is not contagious. So if you touch, shake uh, hands uh, with someone who has autism, you will not get it. Autism affects children in different ways, uh, like, for example, their social skills. Uh, many of them have uh, repetitive behavior. Many of them are nonverbal. Many of them have challenging behavior due to the fact that, obviously, being nonverbal, the child cannot express what they feel or what they maybe have to say. And that can result, obviously, in displaying challenging behavior. And much more. I mean, this is just a glimpse. Anyways, today isn't about explaining the two conditions, but we are talking about children's social interaction while having this type of conditions and how society portrays this. So, first of all, What's being social? Society sees being social as someone that likes to be around people, someone who's friendly, someone that fits in everywhere. For someone who has a condition such as autism or sensory processing disorder, being social can be different. Some children avoid socializing at all costs. Some want to socialize, they cannot. Uh, my son is one of those who love socializing. And if he could play with children and adults 24-7, he would. Uh, but what hurts me the most here is that he is going to be eight. And obviously, his social skills aren't what society calls neurotypical. He has his ways, and unfortunately, his ways are not understood by other children. And when we are out um, and find ourselves in, uh, in parks, for example, or places where there are other children, um, I can see that he really wants to join in and play, but obviously he does it in his own way. And, you know, the majority of the time, children do not understand him. Uh, they do not. You know, they, they see that he wants to play, but obviously um, his ways aren't according to their ways. And so he finds himself alone the majority of the times. You know, sometimes I wonder what goes on in his head. Um, I mean, just imagine a very, very, very energetic little boy who is very social and loves to play, but Obviously, he cannot even do that. I consider my son uh, preverbal, which means that um, he says some single words and some small sentences. And that's not even all the time. Uh, but obviously, it is hard for him to access feelings. But I can just see his expression of joy and resignation when he has been left on the side by other children. There was an episode not too long ago where, you know, it was very hot and uh, there were children outside playing 
And, you know, my son, uh, the way he is, is he, he loves running. So he, he was running, you know, like a maniac. And, you know, at some point he wanted to join the play. So I see him already with his face smiling and happy. He looks at the kids, probably figuring out either what they are playing or what they are doing. So he approaches them and tries to get in the play. And of course, he gets ignored. You know, I see him standing and still wanting to play, trying to interact. But obviously, uh, these kids are ignoring him. They do not understand that what he's trying to do is just to play with them. And so he gives up and walks away. Now, I am a mother. I am his mother. And in cases like this part of me wants to rescue him but you know of course then I think you know Steph this isn't reality because I won't be around forever and of course I really don't know what's in the future but sheltering him too much is not going to be good in the long run you know this brings me back to how society portrays people characters and behavior and that's always been my thought I mean why do we all need to follow a certain way to be accepted why do we need to look a certain way to be part of something why can we not just be ourselves having a condition it shouldn't be an impediment um, it shouldn't be an exclusion from others but unfortunately it is People talk about uh, more awareness, more this and more that. Yes, I agree. I mean, autism and sensory processing disorder is something quite new, something, uh, you know, that uh, is known, is not known. Sometimes symptoms are wrongly identified. But it isn't going to work when we spread awareness and children are being educated without knowing or accepting. Sensory processing disorder and autism are called invisible disabilities, which, me which makes things even more harder to identify because we don't see it. Uh, many times when we are out, people start talking to my son and obviously he doesn't reply back. And so I have to step in and explain why he doesn't answer back. And many say, oh, he doesn't look like he has something. And I'm thinking, does it need to look like he has something? Does his condition need to show for him to be acknowledged? What I believe is that our society is very superficial. It doesn't look at the whole, but it looks at the surface. It is like when having something like depression. Many times people will smile at you, but deep inside they are hurting for some reasons. But we just want to look at that smile. We just want to look at the surface and not at the whole. Being, social, being socially invisible is that what many children 
like my son, have become. This is when we separate them from others. We ignore them and this is where they get neglected by a society that screams inclusion. We talk about creating an inclusive society which is aimed at lowering certain factors like social and cultural bonding. But when it comes down to facts and actions, we have a society that runs backwards. I mean, look at what's happening in the world right now. Mental health problems, including anxiety, low self-esteem, self-harming, and so on, means that one quarter of children with autism still have difficulty making friends, and this doesn't seem to get better when children become adults. It all comes down to making friends and many adults with sensory processing disorder or um, autism have difficulties making friends. So my question is, what will it take for us or what will it take for our society to change ways? I keep asking myself the same question over and over again and nothing is changing. To have a complete change, there must be continuity and we need to also remember to look at the world not only as it is, but also to a world as it will be. So people, once again, if you are outside or in places in general where you see a child who maybe maybe screaming, maybe is being very difficult, uh, is shouting, uh, please, please, please think twice in making judgments because that child might have some type of disability. And do remember this, not all disabilities can be seen. Thank you so much for tuning in to Unspoken World. If you enjoyed today's show, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you, and we'll catch you on the next episode.